how can the chaperones, the adults, allow these kids to be surrounding a Native American and like sort of faux chanting, mock chanting along with his like very earnest song and they're clearly mocking it and mocking him. Like, how yeah. do you just sit there, sit back and say, yeah, this is cool. This is going well. This is what we, you know, like, who doesn't so step I, in and say, hey, kids, let's. Oh, I don't think they were around. I think and, and if they're absent, where are they? Welcome to episode 116 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. You can catch new episodes weekly as the Reverends Shannon Meacham, Ogan Holder, and yours truly, Brian Burkoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens, usually with a good brew in hand. And please show us some love. Pub Theology Live will become a supporter on Patreon. We've got a lots of different levels for you to get involved in. Um, some of those include swag, and some of them include access to some extended interviews with some of our special guests. Head over to patreon.com slash ptlive to get started. And and our, our Patreon list is holding steady, holding steady. No, no new Patriots yet. I mean, Patreons. I mean, Patrons. <laughs> patrons. Yeah. Patrons. 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 So thank, thank you, Patrons. Thank you, Derek, Joe, Julia, Paula, and Sean. And looking for some more yet to roll in. Absolutely. And if your hands aren't frozen, you can join our conversation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using the hashtag PTLive. Follow at Pub Theology on those platforms and check out video clips uh, from the show on IGTV. Watch us on YouTube for extra content. You can hear all about our lives and probably more information than you want to know. You can leave us a voicemail if you'd like at 980-PT-LIVE-0 or 980-785-4830 or an email at info at pubtheology.com. Um, send us questions, comments, anything you'd like to discuss. Well, today uh, we'll discuss some of the words of uh, Martin Luther King Jr., fresh off of uh, this year's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, he spoke on uh, the obstacle of the white moderate toward progress uh, on racial justice, as well as the correlation between military spending and spiritual death. And we'll also discuss the situation between the Catholic teens wearing their MAGA hats and the Native American that has really... Uh, lit up social media and the news cycle. Did people rush to judgment too quickly or was the outrage justified? And what place does outrage have in our collective pursuit of justice and human flourishing? If we can solve all that, hey, that'd be a great episode. It's a good yeah. day's work. Yeah, good day's right. work. <laughs> so uh, let's not get too optimistic here. Um, what are we drinking today, friends? <laughs> well, um, I went to get beer before the show because I was out. And guess what's still on sale for $1.99? Oh, stop! What? what? Yes, folks, if you've listened to the past two shows, I hit pay dirt. My, my local corner store is selling uh, this. I still can't say it. Between Sierra Nevada and Weissenschaften collaboration, we have the Baupacht Hefeweizer. It's a really tasty beer, and the fact that they're selling these pint bottles for $1.99, I am all stocked up again, and this is all I'm going to be drinking. One man's pay dirt is another man's brow pucked, or however you say that. However you say that. Uh, sure, Brian. All righty, then. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, I had a hard lack of sleep last night and um, whatever, so I am drinking a lovely Starbucks Pike Place coffee with a little half and half mm, delicious so now we get to uh experience which we prefer two beer shannon or freshly caffeinated <laughs> shannon mm. there you go 
I don't want really want that question answered, to be honest. <laughs> this is going to be fun. I think that should remain a mystery for the ages. <laughs> I think that barley wine from last week is still uh, in the backyard. Oh, God, right? Oh, my goodness. What are you drinking, Brian? Well, I have uh, gone back to the uh, Mitten Brewing Company's Mango Gold, a tart wheat ale. It was so good, and it's kind of what I had to uh, keep me cool in the garage. So I hope it's not frozen because it's been... Yeah, in the winter we keep our beer outside on the porch like area and i think there's one or two frozen out there from yeah. the four degrees yesterday or whatever there you go my uh my the ice maker in my freezer is not currently working which is not a big deal because it's so cold um so i said to the landlords yeah take your time because you know we haven't used the ice and then i forgot that when I come to do the show, I stick my beer bottle in a tub of ice to keep it cold so it's not warming up while I'm waiting. I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And then I got inspired by Brian. Brian, you inspired me because usually, you know, when it's snowy out where you are, you stick your bottle of beer out in the uh, snow to keep it chilly. So I just went outside and hacked some snow into my uh, he hacked. He hacked some snow. I had to. It's covered by about a half <laughs> inch of ice. It was it's like great. frozen solid. It's, it yeah, it's just such a great phrase. I hacked some snow. I had to hack some snow to to keep my beer cold. So well Thank done. Well done. Yeah, I forgot to like stick mine in the snow. It's so cold out. I'm like in between the house and the shed in as little a time as possible because it's just so right. cold. Run, run. You build you one of them like long carport cover things. Exactly. Right. You need to dig a tunnel or something. Something. So, uh, do you have a favorite Martin Luther King Jr. quote or speech, or or is there just something that resonates with you this year? Uh, yeah, something that you feel is pertinent or needs to be heard again. I mean, my um, it, it's not necessarily my go-to, but it's you know the one that's kind of holding me right now, which is the, um, you know, I'm going to stick with love because hate is too big a burden to bear. Mm. And that, that one has rolled around in my head a lot the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, the one, the one that's uh, become more poignant for me these last couple of years is the one about um, love driving out darkness, not, can't use darkness to drive up more darkness. You got to use light and love. I'm badly paraphrasing. I should have probably looked that up before the show started, but you guys know which one I'm talking about. Hate cannot drive out darkness, only light or only love something. Yeah. Everybody's struggling with it, but yeah, but the point is it, it's, it's the thing that, that is the quote that really helps uh, me not sink as low as I probably would have in this time of, you know, vitriol and, Mm. pointing fingers which we're going to talk about later but yeah. but um post i made earlier today which kind of made me question all these quotes is probably why i don't remember it subconsciously so one of the quotes that's being passed around is uh martin luther king saying our lives begin to end the day we become silent mm -hmm. turns out he didn't say that mm. turns uh. out that was a, a a paraphrase and not even a great paraphrase from a sermon he did um, the day after Bloody Sunday. Mm. Um, and there's a whole like a long couple of paragraphs, but the line which we think that might've been paraphrased from is he says, a man dies when he refuses to stand up for that which is right. A man dies when he refuses to stand up for justice. A man dies when he refuses to take a stand for that which is true. So we're gonna stand up amid horses we're going to stand up right here in Alabama amid the billy clubs. We're going to stand up right here in Alabama amid police dogs. If they have them, we're going to stand up amid tear gas. We're going to stand up amid anything they can muster up, letting the world know that we are determined to be free. Hmm. So they, most people are thinking, if uh, Snopes is correct, that they pulled that first part, uh, you know, man dies when he refuses, et cetera, et cetera. And they rephrased it. about death. Yeah, and now... So darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. That's, that's the one. For. Well done. That's yeah. That's the so now, of course, now I'm beginning to question every... From before. Answer, 
King meme that's been posted in the last couple of days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me, let me fact check all of these just to be sure. Yeah. Well done. I've used that one too. How about yours? Do you have a, do you um, have a favorite rolling around? Well, one I, one I like, and that sadly is as relevant as ever is, is potentially on our, our list to talk about today. And, and that is, a nation that continues year after year to spend more money on military defense than on programs of social uplift is approaching spiritual death. And I just think, yeah. you know, our national priorities are so out of whack and I think it reflects a number of things and it also perpetuates a number of things. And I honestly don't think we're making the world better by spending obscene amounts of our resources on military and weapons that are, frankly designed to harm and destroy uh you know i get that there's a sense of they have a positive use of defense but i think we've overblown their need and you know you look at what other nations do comparatively and we're not even close yeah um then let's talk about that now then since we're one of our things to talk about yeah, I mean, do you do you have a thought about that? I mean, a, a follow-up question is, what do you think would happen if we cut our military budget in half uh, or or even more, um, or if we closed a lot of our military bases? Like, would anarchy suddenly reign? Would be in, would be even? So let me say that again. Would we be invaded by, you know, whoever? Uh, Russia, Canada. China, Canada. Please come invade us, Canada. Right. Yeah. Exactly. National health and you know. <laughs> oh man. Um, I. Th- think um let's not get crazy and cut it in half but even if we just cut it by a quarter um that'd be a few hundred millions of dollars that we got to spend and we'd still be outspending every other country um so i think quarter is a good place to start i'd be on board well and when you look at the statistics of funding schools versus funding military right like Mm. we're spending so much money on these planes, right? Or, and on these weapons. And, and so for me, it's, um, I mean, I guess it's less for me about the personnel and, you know, I mean, there are right military people that aren't being able to make ends meet. So right. if you're, if you're going to have this huge budget, if you're going to do these things, then let's take care of the people that are are the personnel behind it um i understand that equipping them right with you know good tools for their job quote unquote is part of that but do we do we need the billions and billions and billions of dollars spent on um these special like i i don't know or do we need 15 of these planes like when 12 would do or whatever i don't i don't right. know yeah no, we don't the military themselves are like we don't need all this money they themselves the, the, i think the last couple of you know budget hikes to the military they're the ones saying yeah we we don't need all this we're good or or put it in different places right give us the right to put it in to you know pay our families better and to yeah. um or whatever, right? Like we're, we're spending this astronomical amount of money on things that we don't need right now as a, like, I'm all for invention, but we, you know, right. It's it. I kind of feel like sometimes it's a, you know, well, we're, um, we're setting up for the worst case scenario, right? So as inventions get better and better, we need to be better and better. And I'm like, but you're just, you're helping to create that culture. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's right. You're feeding this cycle. Like you're making this happen. It's not a race to the top. It could be a race to the bottom in some right. circumstances, right? We're, we're making ourselves less safe by increasing our, our ingenuity and devices that are rapid response and all that. So it's kind of a two-sided sword uh, unfortunately and let me be clear i agree with you shannon we absolutely should pay our service members 
adequately and they should be able to, um, you know, make a, a, a good living and take care of their families. Absolutely. I do wonder if we have too many service members. I don't think we need the number of bases we have around the world. I don't think we need the size and scale that we have, but also like you, I think we just spend it on some tools that maybe we don't even need anymore. And what if we spent it instead on um, infrastructure things? And, and even if we equip them to do more, um, building of infrastructure overseas versus tearing it down. Mm -hmm. I mean, I also, and, and again, I'm, I'm coming from a place of that's, I was more answering a question of like, well, if we have it, this is how we should do it. Right. Yeah. But I, I, I get tired of it being such a third rail, right. An untouchable conversation. Yes. Um, we're not, you know, any, any increase in military spending has to be passed or we're being, you know, um, we're being unsafe and unpatriotic and, unpatriotic. and, and patriotic. Right. And, and we have to be, it's our responsibility to be critical as, as a citizen of this country. And in these times we should all support the Patriots is kind of my thinking. Oh my God. No, no, we are that? not. You, are, you almost brought that, that home. Didn't not, you that? We are not having that discussion. <laughs> I am not talking to you about that. Well, you no. have made my son cry on Sunday. So what was that infographic you posted the other day outside of New England? It's only Michigan rooting for the Patriots. Only Michigan rooting for the Patriots. <laughs> oh, it's a sad world we live in. Oh my God. He's 41. He's got to retire eventually. He's right? going to, he's going to yeah, age when beyond when he's 48. This, he, like, he's like I aging mean, backwards, listen. man. Come on. Ugh. Anyway, I, but I, I, but where, my, you know, where I get, where you really get me into this quote, right. Is like, it's not like we have so much money. So I'll go two places. First is we're spending all this money on military and having so many, like you said, Brian, right? So many bases open, so many, and yet we have all of these vets that we we right. get yeah. get subpar care post service, right? And I mean, the number of vets that are homeless, the number of vets with um, mental illness, the number of vets of who are committing suicide, right? Like all of these huge astronomical numbers, and you know, my sister works for the VA. She's a social worker for the VA. No. And she loves her job, but she is just, she'll say, like, we are not equipped. These doctors are nurses, like, they are doing their best, but they are not giving what they need. So on one hand, we're way overspending on what, I mean, what we're told we need. Right. But we're not giving them the, like, I think the, the people aren't getting what they need either. And, you know, you noted this is often sort of an untouchable topic. And is it any surprise that when uh, Martin Luther King Jr. really started to speak out against our actions and presence in Vietnam, against militarism um, and capitalism, uh, that he really, uh, his life didn't last much longer, you know? Right. Uh, maybe, maybe that's why we're not hearing a lot of people speaking out against it. The mm. two might not be unrelated. <laughs> Right? Which is so, it's so interesting to me that it became post-Vietnam that you really, you know, it, Vietnam should have taught us that speaking out against war was a valuable thing, right? And and yet we still haven't learned that lesson. Wait, wait, wait. Are you are you saying that we should learn from our past experiences? What kind of crazy, I, I what kind of crazy talk is that? Crazy. I mean, <laughs> this is, maybe I should go get a beer or two, you know, and maybe I wouldn't say such stupid things. I'm um, saying caffeinated Shannon is not thinking straight. <laughs> oh my God. Well, the other thing I wanted to like kind of point out is when you look at military spending versus school spending versus social, you know, spending for like, and we talk about how we don't have the money. It's not there. It doesn't exist. I'm yes. like, we do have the money, we right? Do. We do. The deficit goes up and up and up and we do have the money. We're just piling it into, yeah. again, this untouchable um, pot that yes. is and, frustrating. And and his quote, he doesn't say we shouldn't spend any. He just says if we continue year after year to spend more on military defense than on programs of so social uplift, then we're approaching spiritual death. So he, that, yeah. 
spiritual death. So he's calling for a re reprioritization or rebalancing of where we're putting yes. our resources. Exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, there's so much of that I read of Kings and think if we would have done that 60 years ago, yeah. think about where we'd be today. Right. Yes. I, I mean, there's so much of like, God, we're still. Wait, not, wait, wait, wait. Are you saying we should not only <laughs> learn from our past experiences, but that when we realize something, we should change our minds. What? I mean, I'm, I know I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Uh, I watched this. We have to fix this and post edit because we can't let this get on the air. Man. I watched this quick um, video thing of the lawyer that um, today's the anniversary of Roe v. Wade, the decision in 73. And she was the lawyer that, that argued against, um, or, you know, for uh, the state of Texas and, or the women in Texas. And she, she was saying, like, if you would have told her that almost 40 years later we were, you know, having, or 40 plus years later, that we're still talking about this. She said, I never would have believed that this would be yeah. still such a hot button conversation. You know, every election, every, yeah. you know, marches and blah, 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 blah. And it's just so like, this is that same thing, right? We're still talking about this quote and it's just as applicable as it, as it was then. Listen, For sure. Sarah, Sarah is finally making her way through West Wing. Oh, and, you know, Wing. when did West Wing come out? Like mid, like late 90s? Late 90s, yeah, 98, yeah. I think. Yeah. And all so the issues that they're talking about on uh, the show, we're still... We're, we're still, still talking about them. Talking about them. We haven't resolved anything. It is kind of like ridiculous. That show still holds up and it holds up for the worst reason of all, which is like, we don't learn from our past mistakes yeah. and we yeah. don't want to change our minds about things. And again, greed, greed is the greed is the motivator here. And I'm not, uh, this is not one party or the other. This is a mutual agreement for greed. And I, and I love the fact that um, in, in the last year we have these new, uh, politicians who are minorities and who are women who are not taking any money from super PACs or from corporations. And, and for me, that, that, that's so good to see. It's yeah. been it clean, keeping the politics clean. Um, before I go any further, when we speak about the military, I want to give a shout out to, to all our trans brothers and sisters with that oh, move that yeah. came out today, the Supreme yeah. court upholding. Uh, the ban of, of trans people serving in the military. That's just ridiculous. It's an outrage. And again, something the military commanders have said is not a problem. But, you know, we have an administration that is, again, continuing to seek to oppress rather than lift up and unify. Right. Which actually brings me to another favorite King quote, right? Injustice everywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Um, and then I'll actually read this part. This is from a letter from a Birmingham, a letter from a Birmingham jail. Um, we are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied to a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. Mm. And I think that goes, it goes to the military spending conversation. It goes to the trans conversation. It goes, it goes to the like if we had done the 60 years ago conversation right like yeah. you know we are he would have he he was such a beautiful speaker of we are one people tied like our fates are tied together mm. um and i and he what he clearly isn't the first person to ever say that right this isn't this right. isn't a new idea but i think he articulated it so well um, and, and beautifully. And one, one of the other things he said, which he didn't originate was again, one of the things that brings me hope is, you know, that famous saying, the moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice. D yes, exactly. Yeah. Very often, more often than not attributed to him. And he not the originator. Did he say anything original, or is he just misquote? You know, well, quoting everybody. I mean, not again, we, radical to say. <laughs> am I am I being sacrilegious? I'm not throwing him under the bus. No, um, I think we have. You know, we have documents of his, and we have. You know, it was the beginning of recording and video, and and I mean, not the beginning of it, but where it was really um, put into the hands into its own. 
yeah. television and stuff. Yeah. Right. So I think that's why, you know, like any good preacher, he's, he's quoting right. all kinds of other people yeah. and expanding on their ideas and, exactly. you know, so yeah, on one level, none of it's new on the other level, it was, it was for probably maybe even the first time passed around to a mass media, you know, could be. Could, so. be, could be. And I think it's doing that thing where, as you hinted at, uh, Shannon, um, this is these problems we're having, not new problems. We've spoken about it before, way right. before. Where, why haven't we done anything um, about it? So, And I, I'm not trying to say we haven't tried, right? Like people before us haven't tried. It just, we, we're not learning, you know. Yeah, and I think the, the um, level of depths at which these things are seeped into our psyches, our structures, and, and our ways of seeing are so much deeper than we realize. And so, you know, we might think we're, you know, there's, there's always the, like, caution about a white person, ironically, you know, unself-awarely posting a Martin Luther King Jr. quote and yet perpetuating the very kinds of things he himself adamantly stood opposed to. And I want to be as cautious about that as anyone, you know, and look inward and what do I, how am I not um, living up to uh, my best humanity? How am I not living up to the things that he espoused? And so these things are deep. And so, yeah, people have tried, we have made some steps, but there's also uh, continued ignorance and we can have our current president show up at his memorial in Washington, D.C. and spout off something nice when this guy is like the embodiment of complete white ignorance and self-involvement. And it's like, it makes me cry, you know? Yeah. It's like, it makes you cringe. Well, and I, maybe even infinite, like, when they did the MLK memorial, they got his drum major quote wrong, right? Like yeah. even the people yeah, right. doing yeah. the memorial misquoted right. him, you know, <laughs> or took him out of context. Right. And, and I think, you know, that moment for me was such a moment of like, man, th this poor guy's legacy, right? Like, mm. w w are we ever going to get it right? I mean, I still remember Sarah Palin quoting him, you know, when they were running, when she and McCain were running. And I just, I mean, it just ate me up. It, yeah. it, you know, it was just like, I don't know. It feels like there should be restrictions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, well, I think part of it is a testament about the misquoting and the out of context. I think it's a testament to how much lazier we as a society are getting, right. where everything is shrinking and shrinking. I, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, you know, his quotes would be just like, justice. Like, that's all we can ever see said. That's all we're going to see, right. Because, yeah. yeah, they just keep getting compressed and compressed and compressed. Mm -hmm. and, and the further we move away from his actual life, when he was alive and the further we move away from you know the times when when we made changes at the federal level for things like civil rights for you know roe v wade for you know um mm -hmm. same-sex marriage the further we move away from these things in a weird way i think they both become more established but at the same time we forget the struggles that people went through and take these liberties for granted and we start to recycle. And I think this is what um, a lot of what we're seeing, you know, is that, is that pe people have, you know, for, forgotten um, because we're so far removed. So, so they're dredging back up a lot of the old racism that never entirely went away. Right. Yes. President well, have felt permission to, yeah. to, you know, to pull it back up. And, you know, we're going to talk about the whole scene that happened this weekend later, which I think speaks to that. Yeah. And, and like, a lot like scripture, right? We're, we're pulling these quotes out of context and we're also only remembering the, the nice, sweet ones, right? The ones that are pretty and, and, you know, light will overcome darkness, which is actually biblical, and love will overcome hate. But we're forgetting, you know, Jeremiah Wright, the, you know, UCC pastor that got in so much trouble mm -hmm. over, you know, the goddamn America comment when Barack Obama was running. That 
was a, he was quoting King in his anger, you know, and he yeah. was expounding on that. Channeling sermon. King. Yeah, he was channeling King, right? Like he was taking King's last sermon, which was very angry and very, I mean, and angry in a positive way and very critical of what was happening in America. And, and you know, we like to wipe that part away, right? Yes, Brian, sure. like you said, you know, when he started becoming critical of, of military, that's, you know, he didn't live much longer after that. So as long as he was unifying everybody and saying like nice things about love, as long as he wasn't, I mean, and he was the whole time pushing the wrong buttons, you know, for people. Oh, and you know, he's, he's, we have in writing our own FBI targeting him as a mm -hmm. major threat to national security. And now our same government has created a monument and to him and we have a day reserved to remember his life and legacy and yet at the same time our government are the ones who wanted him dead because he was such a truly prophetic uh, and radical voice that we couldn't hear it at the time and had to take right. him out and, and now and, we're like and, he was right oh and, and and let's not forget speaking Jeremiah right them UCC pastors man trouble me I mean trouble makers Indeed, indeed. So Actually, um, we should probably say just in case people don't know, Brian is a UCC pastor, and I'm just right. at him. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta give these disclaimers. Yes, we do. In case you don't know. So we want to spend a little time talking about this situation uh, that has exploded, literally um, oh and figuratively, gosh. I suppose, um, with the Catholic students who engaged with uh, Mr. Nathan Phillips, a Native American in Washington, D.C. on the mall. And there's been a whole lot of uh, things said about the racism happening. And then there were retractions because fuller videos came out and the kid issued a, an apology statement or a here's my perspective statement. Yeah. Uh, and some people retracted their earlier criticisms. Others have doubled down and said, hey, hold the phone. Uh, this was still uh, completely inappropriate. So wondering, um, do you think people rushed to judgment too quickly or do you think the outrage was justified? Where do you sort of land on, on how all this thing unfolded? And where were you in the process? Were you posting early on or were you kind of sitting back? I mean, we're busy on the weekends uh, being preachers right. <laughs> and, and football fans. So maybe we weren't jumping in as quickly as we might have. But what? give me your take. Um, yes, we rushed to judgment too quickly, and yes, we were right. <laughs> because, no, seriously, because, because, yeah. because, you know, people talk about more video is out and get the larger context. And when you look at the more videos, the larger context, those kids were still being little punk. Still being little Brett Kavanaugh's with their <laughs> smirks and their... I'm, you know who I blame in all this? I blame the chaperones. Okay. First of all... Where were they? kids down to the national mall whether they had mega hats packed in their suitcases or they bought them at the hot dog stand around the corner from the from the memorial or bought them at the what chaperone is going right. to say hey this is a great idea a bunch of us buy some mega hats like yeah. no matter where you stand you know that that's a polarizing symbol and image why would you let your kids do that so i mean they are everywhere in dc and you know dc sure. is full of kids and school trips and i mean there's just seas of them we you know months ago we last last summer we went to the african-american museum heritage museum and you know I, and I, I have to say we're walking through it's our first time there we're taking our time we're reading every plaque and it's very dark and heavy and they have to be there on the school trip and they're a bunch of you know young white males running through the museum with these hats on Stop and it, it. Oh. and it feels so disrespectful mm. and it feels uh, i don't want to say like that i you know we weren't being accosted by them but it it just it was it, it Ugh. It was a like, disruptive I, and disrespectful presence. Yes, thank you. Like it's not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say those are the presence of terrorism and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But it did, it did feel very disrespectful because, um, well, for so many reasons. But I, 
I, I did not share anything. So if you're, you know, like, where was I, I was ignoring the crap out of it because I, you know, as we discussed in our social media episode, I'm too tired to (laughs) get, I'm too tired to be outraged at this point. Yeah. Shannon, I was the same way. Like all of a sudden I kept seeing this same image of this kid and this native American elder, like in er almost everything people were posting in my feed and I think, was it Sunday afternoon and I'm trying to watch some football and, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, I don't have, I don't have the energy to read this or to yeah. deal with it right now. And I'm kind of glad I, I waited a little, but in the, I think as Ogan said, eh, in the end, you know, some of the early outrage probably was justified um, or was justified. Yeah, not probably. Not, probably about no, probably. It. Well, there was it, some misinformation, yes, right? There like, was misinformation. There was the original misinformation. thing was like the kids surrounded the drum. The the and they the, were the chanting, drum. "Build the wall." Right. Okay. So yeah. that yes, you're right. The facts around the scenario were were right. Were misinformed about the facts. But then after we found out the facts, the, it it didn't make the kids look any better. This is the thing. No. Well, and but but here's the I'm thing. So with. I mean, I had moments where so I wasn't paying attention, and then a friend was messaging me. We were talking about the game, but then he's like, "Have you been reading about this?" And then the stuff came with where people were suddenly like, "Oh, I I apologize. I jumped on these kids too soon." So I'm just kind of glad I waited the whole thing out, frankly, until I could read a few people I respect and a few analyses of looking at the whole thing from as many sides as we're able to without being there, you know, with only relying on the video and the, and the testimony of the people involved. And, and then I think the first thing I posted was what you did, um, Ogan, the Slate article, um, which noted, you know, let's not confuse uh, the weather for the climate and let's look at the broader reality we're in. Right. Look at the fact that these are white um, Catholic boys wearing MAGA hats and all that entails and all the privilege that's present just in those realities and that they are engaging people of color and let's not <laughs> rush to the white people's defense for crying right. out loud. That's that, the issue. Yeah. And the statement that, you know, the kid put out from now his new publicity, you know, agent, new by PR the way, firm. Thanks, PR, Mitch. PR firm. Exactly. You know, he's, he's standing his ground and he was, he was saying a prayer for things not devolving. And I'm like, that's not what is on his face. That's not the attitude of the of the kids that were being there. What what you know? We can look at the quote unquote you know longer, bigger context video. Even if they weren't harassing the Native Americans, they that those chants and and the you know the tomahawk chop and him standing right. grinning like the like cabozo and I'm gonna get letters for this whatever, um, you know was not those were not shows of support. No. Right. Well, and, and here's I, the other thing to, to back it up to the beginning when you had the kooky, uh, you know, um, black Hebrew people. Yeah. yeah I'm confused about that whole deal. Yeah. I don't even know so, what that is. So, so, so it, it's kind of like this fringe, this fringe group, I would say. And they're the ones that started shouting racist and, and insulting the kids. Okay that's wrong to begin with again i blame the chaperones if you have a group of people yelling at your kids saying hurtful things you don't say to your kids oh yeah i give you permission to start yelling school chants you move your kids like the adults in this whole scenario these are the only people that i lay blame on because these kids were being you know punky juvenile kids but they're kids that's what kids do sometimes i'm not i'm not justifying or or saying the behavior was okay but if you're there with adults the adults gotta step up and say you know what kids this is getting a little bit uh of a hostile type situation or or whatever even if these people are wrong to yell insults at us let's let's walk over here let's go stand over here now if those people follow and continue then we got a whole different story uh on our hands but where were the adults who were with the kids in this and that's where i have the biggest issue with this uh with this whole scenario well and can i just back it up a little bit to say that this was a school sponsored trip an all boys catholic high school sponsored a trip 
to go to Washington, D.C. for the March for Life, you know, an anti-abortion march. Yep. And, and that, you know, they had just been surrounded by people that believed everything that they believed in, et cetera, et cetera. And right. four, what was it reported? Like four people, four or five people were, were yelling back at them, you know, now I'm sure there was a lot of, you know, um, not right for life, um, you know, pro-choice people that were <laughs> anti-protesting right, or what, whatever the counter-protest you know, counter-protesting. Thank you. Term is, um, but I just, that whole scenario to have conversation with those boys, I mean, they're clearly not coming from a place where you need to be aware of what you look like, what this symbol means, what right. nobody's having that conversation with these boys. Right. Complete right. ignorance on that. Complete ignorance of, I mean, that was the thing that came out was, you know, our instinct, no matter what happened, is to say, oh, right, oh, I'm sorry, we, we jumped to conclusions, we were wrong, clearly he's, you know, a nice kid, versus, you know, change his, change his skin tone color, and, you know, we're going to get a history of activism and getting in people's faces, and, you know, he, I mean, this isn't the time, the first time Covington Catholic's been in the news there was yeah. a big blackface incident yeah you know, yeah like, yeah they're not they're not doing themselves any favors but you know as somebody posted um when when i posted this um and and back to what you said brian but when did you jump in i think uh might have been sunday or early monday i i posted you know again a play on the whole 10 year 20 year challenge you know, a, a picture with the kid on the left and then Brett Kavanaugh on the right. And I talk about toxic max masculinity, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. and I took it down because again, when when the bigger context came and I was like, whoa, let me let me check to see what's going on here. Right. But somebody commented at uh, at the time, when people tell you who they are, believe them. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, my Angelou quote. that said yeah. that, right? Yeah. Okay. And to Shannon's point, this school, they've kind of told us who they are. Right. 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 You, you, you know, and and I don't listen, I don't have a problem with people going there to be anti-abortion protesters. I don't agree with them. You know, I don't agree yeah. with their philosophy, I mean, but they got a right to be there and do that. Well, that's, that's what our country is about. And okay. that's their choice. <laughs> that's their choice. I got no problem with that. But again, where were the damn adults in the yeah. room, in the in the square? These chaperones are the ones I think need to be held to account. Now, this other thing, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, everybody's favorite celebrity progressive, Alyssa Milano, came out with a very, <laughs> she came in hot yeah. today with her tweet that, you know, the red MAGA hot is the new white hood, white hood. in reference to Ku Klux Klan. And she's not the first person to say that. No, she's, she's not. Yeah. I personally think that's maybe a bridge too far because, but still. I, I understand where they're coming from. I understand from. where she's coming from. And there's no, I'm sorry, but nobody today can put that hat on like these kids may have as people were saying they are and think oh this is gonna be funny if we buy a bunch of MAGA hats just to just to you know make people uncomfortable no like if you did this while he was campaigning I'll give you that and I know there there are of course people who joined the campaign you know fell for his hook his stuff hook like and sinker and and truly are not like, you know, the closet racist that uh, a lot of his supporters are. I can say that for a fact because I know some of them. Right. But at this point, you know that when you put that hat on, you know the association that's coming along with it, you know. So I mean, there's no excuse here. You're 15, oh. you're 16 years old, right? I mean, you're, you're, you live in a conservative part of the country. In, I mean, you're already in a conservative state and you're in a more conservative part of that state. And, and you know, you're going and you're surrounded by people that are there for, you know, a common cause as you. And, and I just, of course you're wearing that hat. You know, that is, that is what has been affirmed in you. That is what has been taught to you, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And again, nobody's, nobody's having that conversation of what, the, what you look like to the outside world right? What you look like in the picture. 
Yeah. And, and, and per Ogan, you know, like how can the chaperones, the adults allow these kids to be surrounding a native American and like sort of faux chanting, mock chanting along with his like very earnest song and they're clearly mocking it and mocking him. Like, how yeah. do you just sit there, sit back and say, yeah, this is cool. This is going well. This is what we, you know, like, who doesn't so step I, in and say, hey, kids, let's. Oh, I don't think they were around. I they, think, and, and if they're absent, where are they? Right. I think they let, I mean, these are high school boys. And I mean, I, again, when I go to DC, I see groups of kids together all the time without chaperones, mm. like school trip kids. I think it's not. That's. I, I, trust, I trust elementary school kids to be unchaperoned more than I trust high school kids. <laughs> Seriously. Sure. I mean, I've, I've you know. all grades. I'm talking from experience. I have taught all grades. You leave elementary school kids unattended, they just go and huddle in a corner. Right. You put, you know, right. you, you leave high school kids unattended, they will find the trouble. <laughs> right. Somebody's, somebody's going to be, you know, become a daddy in nine months after that. It's like, But still. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm out. Wow. <laughs> this fiber gas. <laughs> I just, I, and I, for a moment, right. I want to put myself in that situation. I have no idea what actually happened. I think anybody who was there had no idea what was actually happening. Right. Like, uh, I point. think you're going to get thousands of different stories from every person, you know, whatever. Um, I just wonder if in that moment he was embarrassed. He had absolutely no idea what to do. You know, someone had quote unquote come to his defense in, in a way that he was so unfamiliar with. And I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I just, this isn't because he's white, not even a little bit, but you know, these moments would have taken place without social media, without this outrage, without all of this happening. Right. And it could have been a learning experience. But now this kid has to get a PR person. He has to double down. He has to do these things. I mean, he could choose not to and, you know, have grace about it. But that's, yeah. and, that's and, not what the people around him are going to be telling him to do. No. And in terms of response um, to the question about outrage, yeah. Um, we we also take outrage too far. This family's getting death threats. Like yes. this is ridiculous. That's that's also going too sure. far. Right. You know, with 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 this, we 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 have these extremes of responses on on both ends of the spectrum, uh, the political spectrum, the belief spectrum. That it's 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 kind of getting crazy, and and what we find out or what we're learning from you know a few months back with that you know dude from Florida who sent the bombs in the mail mm -hmm. that luckily didn't go off because he wasn't smart enough is that is that they are God people, for public schools yeah right <laughs> he was left unchaperoned i take back the thing about the chaperones um, <laughs> because of that we know that they are there are some people who are slightly unhinged out there who will see these death threats and act on them yeah and 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 and, and in spite of this kid and his like just innocent ignorance and because he is a child th they don't deserve to be harmed or injured in any way and and this is the thing that worries me about where we've come to in this outrage culture i like to say be outraged as in as in this is an injustice and we have to speak against it but don't become enraged as in become so angry and, and so infused with vitriol then that we go cause harm to other people. Those are two separate things. Yeah. And, and, and we're getting, I mean, we saw it with Christine Blasey Ford, you know, when she was testifying right. in the Brett Kavanaugh hearings and she's getting death threats. Right. And I'm just like, what people are- yeah. in it for the money and the fame and the blah, right. It, it, like it too far. Both yeah. sides are, are, both sides are good at, at, going to extremes. And as you said, Ogan, if you allow yourself to become enraged and filled with vitriol and hatred, you become the kind of thing that you, in theory, sort of decry and, are, and claim to be above, but suddenly you get caught up in your exhibiting behaviors that you probably, if you were to look at yourself from a distance, would say, what the hell am I doing? Well, and, and at what point is all of this backlash and all of this outrage just going to push him farther into 
you know, his beliefs as yeah. an adult, you know, whereas this experience might've changed him in some other way, but now, you know, and again, you know, I, I don't know when we can't predict what would have happened or what could have happened, but, um, but it can have the byproduct of entrenching someone. Right. And right. They, they, so it's they, kind of like terrorism in the sense of, you know, America, goes out and starts these wars and leaves these countries, you know, you know, desiccated. And then we just move out. Right. We just leave them again. Yep. Like that's just going to recruit more people to the cause of right. we're terrible people who, you know, do this over and over again. Well, now we just proved it to you, you know, and it's just, it's a moment that we show our worst. It is not a moment that we show our best, but it can't be lost to me. I mean, yes, I, I'm, I'm glad that like the meme of the 20 years later of this kid and then Brett Kavanaugh was taken down. It's not wrong either. Right. No, no, it's not. And it's, this it's is not. because it, it's not a prediction, but it's a, like what it's a, it like, it's not a guarantee, but it's what could happen no. if, if so on one hand, there's the outrage and on the other hand, there's the need to stand up and say, here's what this looks like and here's why that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Um, well, you know, here's the thing, you know, with our current precedent in about a day or two, he's going to say something else ridiculous and we'll kind of. Well, and he's already come out and defended, you know. Is he our well, precedent or is he our president? Mm-hmm. Wait, what? I don't get it. What? Press our press. The whole S and Z thing. Sorry. Oh, we're back. We're back with that. Okay. Sorry. Although you did good. You did. You said convert. That's your. That's your thing, Brian. I'm the axe. Trying, trying hard. Axe and and dropping his G's. I ask. I ask to drop the G's. Uh, and by the way, um, let's not also forget we are now on day 31 of this ridiculous government shutdown. Oh yes. And, and I truly want to extend. You know. Uh, prayers and support for those people who are truly struggling and are caught in the middle with this who do not deserve to be extra prayers for people who are flying right now and don't know if their plane's been inspected by the TSA Whoopsies. Uh, sorry yeah. the FAA that'll be me uh, this week oh well, and the TSA that are working without pay working without oh, pay oh you know ridiculous. Um, and then there were some Republicans who voted against thankfully didn't pass, voted against giving these government employees the back pay when the government reopens. Pe- people actually voted against this. Like what it, oh. I, I, uh, you know, Derek and I were talking about this. We couldn't go 31 days without pay. Like, no. Oh, yeah. I, like, we couldn't, we couldn't do that. And that's, you know, yeah, I'm they, saying, they, you know, PayPal's coming up, like, when I go on PayPal, there's a stripe that's, you know, if you're a federal employee that's furloughed right now you know we can help and mm-hmm. and I, I don't know what their terms are i'm not reading into it but i'm i'm appreciative of that um yes and you know they've they've kind of figured out january and february food stamps but you know there were a good two weeks that people went without food stamps that normally get their you know food stamps at the beginning of the month it's just it's it's a mess it is this a mess. Is, this this is trickle down economics, people. This is this is the trickle down economics that uh, you know Republicans like to talk about when we when we make the people up top richer, that'll trickle down to the people at the bottom. No, 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 no. This this is it right here that we're witnessing. You know, and again, it stems from that place of greed versus generosity of right. of of you know one upsmanship over lifting everyone up. And, well, and I'm sorry. Why are Congress men and women getting paid Thank when TSA Thank agents aren't. I don't Thank understand you. why they're more valuable, you know. If, if no, the they certainly aren't. If the government shutdown affected their paychecks, we wouldn't have a government shutdown ever. I just, I, you know, yep. same thing with their health care. You know, you, yes. there should be other people that get, to, we get, we should get to vote on that. You know, by the way, we right. are the only, we are the only quote unquote civilized country in the Western world that has government shutdowns. Nobody right. else does. Right. You know, well, us, we're number one. <laughs> it's absurd. I mean, we would never allow a corporation to force their employees to work without pay. No, no, never. We, we would not. We would not. Well, you know, I think we got to get back to the 
teachings of that man named Jesus. Because mm-hmm. apparently he seems to be getting lost in the shuffle, especially by this quote unquote Christian administration. Yeah. Quote, I, don't, I don't know what's up with that. Such a light quote there. <laughs> <laughs> such a complicated quote there. Uh, you know, <laughs> listen, it we're, I mean, we really are all in this together and we have to figure it out together. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I was really encouraged by the midterms, but um, I, and I'm really excited to see what they can do, but you've got to give them that chance, you know, and this is the way it works. Friends. Sometimes your party loses. Sometimes it wins. Like you've. Well, we've, we've, we've come to value winning over, you know, the greater good. Right. <laughs> which was, you know, which was the whole, you know, slogan of, of, uh, of the movement that, you know, Brian's wife, Christy was a part of, we, we've lost sight of the greater good. Mm-hmm. And, For and sure. again, back to the teachings of Jesus, the greater good was taking care of the least of these. And yeah, we, yeah. The, pe- the people in charge have lost sight of that. But, but the new, the new wave coming in, I think they have it. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. There's a lot Kamala of Harris, Kamala me. Harris, 2020. This is not. Oh my gosh! Fun. So this is not, not a fun. drill, friends. When are we <laughs> going to do our? When are we going to do our uh, reviewing the uh, slate of potentials? I was going to say in the in a couple more weeks, <laughs> we're going to have a couple more people in, and let's you know go through. And... I'm, I'm sorry, no, the slate's not going to be out for a while, and by the time it's out, it's going to probably going to take us like four episodes because because now <laughs> it's a so many people. Concern. Right, to have the three-ring circus that the Republicans had last time. You know, everybody yeah. and their sister is going to be running this year. I mean, next year. So, you know. It's all right. I'm okay with it. Right. Although, you know, I'll take a, a, a left-leaning three-ring circus over whatever the... Uh, whatever that was <laughs> Whatever that was. Uh, no. I mean, let's not forget when Barack Obama became the nominee, there were nine people in the primary at the time. Nice. Like, this isn't new. Like, yeah. like none of... Do you this not do you not so. do you not remember when the Republican debate started? There were so many of them that everyone yeah. didn't get the chance to be on the stage at the same they didn't time. Get to that, was a, that was a yeah. lot more than nine. <laughs> right. Right. But and you know. we can we can really hope that there'll be a Republican challenger to the incumbent, which there's talk of. And yeah. there's talk of Hogan, the Maryland governor. That's a big rumor right now. Um so and you know what? Like I don't agree with everything, but he's not a terrible governor. But he's not an idiot. Uh, he is, he John, isn't. He isn't, actually. John Kasich. Is it John Kasich? Yeah. 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 He's, he's great out of Ohio. I mean, yeah. you know, in context, comparatively, great. Right. But, <laughs> but no, when you, you know. look at what he's actually done, he, he few one of the few Republican governors to expand Medicare um, yeah. in, in his state when Affordable Care Act said you could do that. He's he one of the people who's pushing for safer gun laws. Like he's got a good head on his shoulders, yeah. he, he, you know. And it goes back again to when you look at true Republican values, they're mostly about things like smaller government. They're mostly about handing control to states. I mean, those things are not things that I wholeheartedly disagree with and he's not trying to fight to overturn things like Roe v. Wade that have already been decided so you know Which, I can... by the way this current administration and all their executive orders is not what they're about no you know? they're right. not, no it's not about small government like or they've small done more big government stuff no exactly no, exactly they've, they've expanded the deficit <laughs> right I'm trying oh, to man. you know write that we are fiscal conservatives well, so you, you know, know he even... said he was going to run the country like his business yeah um, <laughs> meaning it's going to shut Into it down. Into the ground. <laughs> and we didn't pay attention then. <laughs> I mean, he told us who he was. And he did, we didn't, we believe, didn't it. believe. We uh, didn't believe. Oh, okay. Wow. All oh, right. By, I by need way, alcohol for the rest of this yeah, conversation. Yeah, there you go. Shout, shout out to, you know, I would really love to see Ron, though, uh, Massachusetts Governor uh, Charlie Baker. Mm. He's a Republican in a very progressive state. And he keeps getting reelected because, again, making smart choices for his people and his yep, popularity is way, way through the roof here in the state. People love him. There you go. You know, yeah. there, so, you go. there you go. Wow. 
Well, thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. Uh, reminder, all perspectives are welcome, though we don't hide ours, and you shouldn't either. Uh, you can listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or iTunes, and we'd love you to rate us in those forums. That helps us get some feedback on the show and also helps other people discover our podcast. If you'd like to watch us, you can check us out on YouTube or IGTV. And if you'd like to find a group, a conversation group near you, check out the official directory at pubtheology.com. And if you don't see one, you'll see some resources to help you start your own. And don't forget to join our growing list of supporters at Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash ptlive to get started. Until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. So I just um, just read a response on Twitter to our question about did we um, was the outrage too soon or was it justified? Oh, yeah, I read that. I forgot. And this is from uh, at Lilith Heresy on Twitter. She says outrage is completely justified. Death threats are not. Agree with her there. Teenagers are responsible for their actions, but they still have time to change. Their brains aren't done yet. This kind of public backlash might yet do them some good if they listen. Interesting. Uh, I don't know that it will do them some good. Don't like, especially if they have the adults around them. Well, that's the thing, right? I think the adults around them are not going to, and even yeah. the school like doubled down at first, right? Like, um, I, yeah, I don't, I think that the adults around them are only going to defend them, which, you know. And lots of people went in on Facebook. There's just like a whole lot of people. Yeah, there was um, some good good interaction there. Too. Yeah. I will I will uh, read a former a former guest of our show, uh, Late Williams, Shannon's uh, friend. Mm-hmm. I think both are true at the same time, and we have a pathological incapacity for holding multiple complex and hard truths at once. I I I mostly read that because she agreed with what I said. Yes. Yeah, rush to judgment, and well, we were right. <laughs> and I say that all the time, right? We're complicated people that can hold multiple emotions, and yeah. lots of things can be true.